Madise Nemo Marbogondia Pai Tokoha, Manahejigamano Madise Ndozo Pai Tokoha, Majiriquamano Some of the bridesmaids, the wise ones, took their lamps and some oil in flasks. Others took their lamps, but without oil. When the bridegroom came, the wise ones had oil. The foolish ones had no oil. Otito Dirijesu. Some translations affect meanings. The kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids. Other translations say ten virgins. Virgins who set out to accompany the bride to her bridal, to her new home. Virgins. I want to emphasize the word, virgins. Because traditionally, girls being married should be virgins, and their bridesmaids should be virgins. Is virginity still a value in our world today, in Nigeria today, in Ansoka today, in the Catholic Church today. Wise virgins, foolish virgins, at least they were virgins. Your own, you may no longer be a virgin, and still you are foolish. Wisdom is a gift. And it comes from God. And it is available to everybody who asks. First reading. But then that wisdom has to be translated into practical life. Day to day life of every believer has to say, show that he or she is inhabited by the wisdom of God. The word of God. I told you the year is gradually drawing to a close. We have fiscal year concerned with finance and money and accounting. We have calendar year, January to December. We have academic year. When does academic year begin in Nigeria? Ask ASO. Nobody knows anymore. There was a time we knew when the year began and when the year ended. Not anymore in Nigerian educational system. Then we have the liturgical year. The liturgical year that begins from the first Sunday in Advent and ends with the 34th Sunday of the year which is the feast of Christ, the king of the universe. Two Sundays to come. 
And that is why the church is proposing to her children through the arrangement of the readings of the word of God at Mass, a reflection on the end. First reading calls us to be wise. Second reading calls us to think about those who are dead. And the gospel tells us, you do not know the time, so always be ready. But through a parable, Jesus comes again with parable, a parable. He uses parables, and I tell you, parables are not stories of real life events. They are symbols of what could happen, but may never, ha may never have happened. And each time, look at the message of the parable and not the details. The arrangement here, for those of us who are not used to the Jewish tradi wedding tradition, it may seem strange. But Jewish weddings lasted many days. And the climax of the wedding would be when the bridegroom will come with his own friends to the house of the bride to take her from her home to his own home. And the bride then will be accompanied by her fellow virgins to her new home. And it was part of their tradition that the bridegroom would not say when he would arrive. More or less, or even a week. And the bride, bride and the attendants just had to wait. Before the bridegroom came, he would send a messenger, one of his friends, to announce, look, he is coming. But that message could be short. So it is real that such things were part of a wedding tradition, in the, at least in the time of Jesus, for the Jews. So the people he was speaking to understood what he was saying. So he said, imagine yourself in one such case. That is how the kingdom of God will be. Okay. The time for the bride, bridegroom to arrive came. We, the bride and the, bride, uh, the bridesmaids, virgins knew. So they got their lamps ready. Mpaneka, asi itoko. Oge do ganyanya. Kainko ye lamp. No mugiga magiba lamp. Heji lamp. Maheji gumanum of kerosene. Isi karenya. Nda marihi. Vuliru lamp. Jerubere bottle, bagbur kerosene, makada mama, nguke agabi agnuke. Just in case this man delays, simple, practical wisdom. The other five virgins, yes, they took their lamps. But they presumed the oil in their lamps would still be enough when the bridegroom would arrive. They did what? They presumed the first sign of foolishness is presumption. We presume too many things. 
You presume and link things that are not connected. It's a sign of foolishness. You presume and act on your presumption. They presumed a wise person takes nothing for granted. And the bridegroom delayed and delayed and delayed and it got dark. In the middle of the night, there was a cry of joy because the bridegroom is coming. It's always a cry of joy. My dear friends, I want to tell you that some of us may be thinking the Lord is delaying. That everything that should have happened before Jesus comes back, have, or, uh, everything that should have happened has already happened. Why is he delaying? Well, St. Peter tells us in his first letter, chapter 2, that that delay may be an opportunity for you to be saved. He gives you time to get prepared. And sometimes around your life, Things get dark, darker, and still darker. Now I want to tell you as a child of God, as a Christian, as a Nigerian, in the middle of the night, there will be a call of joy. The bridegroom is here. Don't lose hope. Keep awake. Because it may be just at that moment when you think all hope is lost that the good news comes. We have been told yesterday that an, a 79-year-old man won the presidency of the United States of America. And that was the third time he was trying. Perhaps when he started all odds seemed against him. Get me right. I am neither for one or another. For me, America is the same, no matter who is governing it. Their interests are the same. It is our own governments that don't know how to assess the, the different governments. One South African said America has only one party. The American Republican Democrats. They are the same. So I'm not talking about which one would have been better? Let the Americans have made their choice. But at the beginning of his campaign, perhaps many people thought everything was against him. But by my own assess assessment from a distance, two things suddenly happened that changed the story. COVID-19 and Black Lives Matter. Perhaps. So that delay... And we are about giving up. And something suddenly happens that you never expected. And that is the moment 
that your own opportunity arrives, but you may be asleep. Or your lamp may be without oil. Of course, waiting and waiting and waiting could be tiring. And the natural thing is that people could get tired and fall asleep. The parable tells us that all of them waited for so long that they fell asleep. The ten virgins all fell asleep. None of them was awake. So their problem was not that they fell asleep. The distinction was not between who was awake and who was asleep. According to this parable. The distinction was between who had some oil and who did not have some oil. And because you don't know how long it will take. Take some oil always along with you. Make sure you never run out of oil. God's child, don't ever run out of oil. No matter how long the waiting becomes. As long as it was day, all of them were wise. But then, only in moments of darkness, you distinguish foolish ones from the wise ones. Only in moments of hardship, you distinguish virtuous Christians from vicious ones. Only in moments of crisis, you distinguish good governments from bad ones. The bridegroom is here. They trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones were the first to now want to acquire wisdom. Teachers here, profs here, you are familiar with students who will never prepare for examinations until the last day. Are those the best students? No matter what marks they score, the answer is no. Sometimes you may gamble and you get it, but certain things in life require preparedness. Be prepared. Well, the wise virgins gave an answer that looked very unchristian. How could they, instead of sharing with their sisters and friends, answer, well, it's possible ours will not be a law enough for you. Go and buy your own. And they went to buy theirs. While they were away, the bridegroom arrived. Can you imagine a person who knows he's going on a journey? He has a car, a good one. But he did not care about the fuel in the car. Early in the morning, he sets out, passes the first filling station, the second one, only to reach the one where he wanted to buy fuel because the meter there is better and then also and he finds out that one is closed or has no fuel. And then he decides to turn back 
only to realize that all the filling stations started a strike early in the morning. If he had bought his fuel the previous night, he would have had enough for his journey. No, but he waited until the last moment. There are certain things that you don't get with a gamble of the last moment. Most important things in life have to be prepared for and they take time. And when these maidens made their demand, the others told them that um, we can't share with you. Again, there are certain things you can't borrow from others. Certain things you must acquire your own patiently and steadily. You know, some of the things many of us are boasting about today in the world and in Nigeria are the things achieved by our parents. Okay. We are boasting, you are a British and I'm a Nigerian. Did you do anything to merit being a British? Or did I do anything to merit being a Nigerian? Or you meet some Christians. They will tell you, Father, of oh, my father had been the rook and this parish. My dad brought the Catholic Church in this station. And my mother was the CWO president for 30 years. My friend, go and buy your own oil. You can't go to heaven on the virtues of your parents. Only your own virtues will lead you to heaven. There are things you can't borrow. And if you are not prepared, that moment when you will need it may come to you with such a surprise, you will not be able even to turn to anybody to borrow. Ask yourself, is the oil running out? Am I running out of oil in my spiritual life? Am I running out of oil in my life in the family? Are we running out of oil as a church? Are we running out of oil as a nation? And the Lord in this parable teaches us it is possible to acquire the oil in little, 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 little flasks. They don't even need to be big. What puts most of us, individuals, groups, and societies into trouble is that we neglect the little things. On the day you were baptized, you received a candlelight representing this lamp that the virgins carried to the bridegroom's feasts. And you or your parents and guardians, sponsors, we are told, make sure you keep this light burning. And the Lord tells you in Matthew chapter 5 from verses 13 onwards, your light cannot be kept under. It has to shine before everybody to see and there must be oil on this. What have you done to acquire oil in small, small flasks? 
Being baptized is not enough. You need the oil of constant prayer. You need the oil of constant good works. James chapter 2 from verses 14 I think to 17. If you have faith and there is no good work, you have a lamp but you have no oil. And that type of faith is dead. What prayer group do you belong to? What religious society do you belong to? That once in a week at least brings you back to the church for prayer and for community sharing and fellowship of faith. No, nothing. You think that just coming to mass on Sunday, every Sunday, with or without even receiving communion, is enough fueling for the engine of your faith? No. Some people know and they make effort even on a daily basis to go to mass and receive the Eucharist and add to that works of charity. You want to know how to take oil for your life as a Christian? Read chapter 5 of Matthew's Gospel, the Sermon on the Mount. Read chapter 25 of Matthew's Gospel from verses 35 onwards about the last parable of the last judgment. These are the things that will give us oil in our lives. Don't leave your faith to run dry. God makes available bottles of his grace as oil for your journey. But you must go and fetch them yourself. They are available. Which in English are called ejaculatory prayers. Short, 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 short prayers. Jesus Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like unto thine. When temptation comes, when somebody provokes you, when somebody deliberately annoys you, you know, it is easy to be a peacemaker once. But it is not easy to be a peacemaker when you are being constantly provoked and in times of crisis. So, do you have the oil that will sustain your virtue of peacemaking every time in spite of provocation? That is our identity. It may be easy to be meek and humble of heart. When somebody marches on your toes once, but not when he or she deliberately keeps marching on your toe. Do you have enough oil to sustain that meekness and gentleness? Acquire it through prayer and practice. It may be easy to be a proclaimer of the word of God and a preacher of the good news of Jesus Christ. The news of love, forgiveness, and brotherliness. When everybody is hailing you and recognizing that you are contributing to society. But it is difficult when that same preaching brings you harassment and threat. But that is our mission. Do you have the bottles of oil to sustain your mission? Acquire them. 
they are available. When we were ordained priests, we carried candles, we made promises, we acquired lamps, we were given lamps burning brightly and everybody was dancing and clapping and thanking God. But the flame soon begins to run down. Father, Bishop, please check your life of prayer and check your relationship with the poor. A priest, a bishop who gets into crisis in his ministry has to ask himself what, he has, what has happened to his prayer life and to his life of charity. And it has to be constant. On the day you were married, you exchanged the marital vows, you carried bright lamps. Have you maintained that marriage with oil carried in small, small flasks? Or have you neglected the little things like sweet names that your partner enjoys? Like, I love you. It's only, he's only saying, please say it again. Please, it is his or her responsibility. Add that magic word, please, or I am sorry, or thank you. These are little, little flasks of oil that nourish marital life. And of course, frictionless conjugal life. But friction may come if you have the oil. Taken in little, little bottles. Of course, also, prayer life in the family. That is the only thing that will sustain your marriage. Crisis will come. Darkness will come. And you keep putting that oil until the voice is heard. The joy of the bridegroom has finally arrived. As governments. Ah, uh, yes, we have got our independence. We have done elections and won elections, constituted governments. But have we taken the little flasks of oil that will sustain nation building, sustain peace and harmony and integration through justice and fair play? Have we paid enough attention, for instance, to youth welfare, to education, to security, to the health sector, to the economy. We allow these things decay. And when crisis comes, from angles we don't expect. And when we say security, about bottles of oil that maintain security, don't mind the high budgetary allocations to defense and security in this country. We have all seen now that that does not include the welfare of policemen. The people who are on the forefront every day, saving all of us from danger, have been turned to criminals because they are not taken care of. Of course, as I told you last Sunday, 
the situation only brings out the bad thing in the person that was already there. And the policeman himself, policewoman, have you taken the bottle of oil? You knew your salary when you were going. The same thing for the military. Don't think they are taken care of. They are saying it to Nanogmami. They are in the public domain. For education, how much is invested in education? How much is invested in the health sector? And suddenly, COVID-19 comes. And we cannot fly overseas for treatment. It becomes clear that the bridegroom has come at night. And we are foolish virgins. Now, the Lord invites us to bear in mind that nobody knows when the time will come. Nobody expected the crisis of COVID. Nobody expected the crisis of size. Nobody expected the crisis of the protests of young people in different parts of the country and the world. But wise governments, wise parents, wise teachers, prepare for them taking little flasks of oil in investments that will take care of those little, little, but very important sectors. There are certain things we can't borrow. You may borrow technology, but you can't borrow the expertise and the discipline it takes to make technology work. How quite here now in traffic light? Mount. Development traffic light. It has worsened our traffic situation. Two lane, four lane, It's not about roads. It's not about buildings. It's not about technology. It is about our own discipline and education to make the best use of those things. That one, we can't borrow. A government may be able to borrow money from China, but no government can borrow the financial discipline and dedication to work of another country. It must be built up internally. But all hope is not lost, because at least the five virgins followed the bridegroom to the feast. Get some oil. They are available. Don't be foolish. Be wise. Don't ever run short of oil. 